Friday. I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter every Friday, plus my conversations with the world's smartest people most Mondays. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. The link is also in your show notes and in the description. A quick PSA if you're new here. Any is 100% and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all, but to pay it forward and support our work, get weekly deep-dive essays from me and guests, to connect with other listeners like you, and get an invitation to our community and the delightful comments section, please consider becoming a paid member for just $5 a month. Visit importantnotimportant.com membership to become a member today. It's September 30th, 2022, in climate change news. Hurricane Ian, a storm that probably would have occurred anyway, but once we undoubtedly made worse, made landfall in the United States just a couple days after blacking out Cuba. Ian Strait crushed the west coast of Florida, a landscape particularly, but not uniquely vulnerable, to both sea level rise and storm surges. A quick aside, it's important to understand that amid all the bullshit about whether or not to fund and scale carbon removal from the atmosphere, we should if we can, while simultaneously using every stick and carrot we have to shut down fossil fuels for good, the vast majority of our historical excess heat has gone into the oceans, not the air. In practice, that means we end up with oceans that look like a pot of boiling water, and all of this is why Ian rapidly intensified overnight before it struck. But let's not ignore the hotter air, because hotter air holds more water, and now hurricanes like Ian and Fiona, and a few years ago Harvey, drop just obscene amounts of rain on their destinations. Fast forward to today. Fast-growing cities like Cape Coral were effectively submerged, powers out to millions of retirees and folks in mobile homes, and the insurance industry is in no way prepared to handle what's coming. The devastation, once measured, will be massive, maybe historic, and then there's Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, having scrambled to build a solar grid in the five years since Hurricane Maria, but still vulnerable, waited almost a week for diesel fuel thanks to a self-defeating hundred-year-old law that the Biden administration finally dug up a waiver for on Wednesday. Look, hurricanes are a prime example of our need to address mitigation and adaptation at the same time, and as fast as humanly possible, and with the guidance of frontline humans. So let Ian and Fiona be reminders about how fast we have to go. Here's what we can do. Lots. One, send disaster recovery supplies direct from Amazon to mutual aid organizations on the ground. Two, feed the people with our friends at World Central Kitchen. You can donate or volunteer to Puerto Rico or Florida. Or both. Three, help spin up microgrids for those out of power with our friends at the Footprint Project. In COVID news, it's fall which means there's an excellent Hocus Pocus sequel to watch and face masks to put back on. In Boston and elsewhere, viral levels in wastewater are spiking once again, and new research modeling COVID mortality across 44 countries over four months in 2020, so pre-vaccines, showed average COVID mortality per million was 288 in countries without mask policies and 48 in countries with mask policies. I'm no Will Hunting, but 48 per million seems better than 288 per million, and oh right, here's a link to my favorite mask. Now back to poop. 
Wastewater is a fantastic new early morning data point that requires basically no effort from citizens except to lobby for local governments to support it and then eat a daily recommended value of fiber. It's easy. It's also the only data we seem to be getting right. From the New York Times, Decades of underinvestment in public health information systems has crippled efforts to understand the pandemic. I can't believe I'm still saying this. Stranding crucial data in incompatible data systems so outmoded that information often must be repeatedly typed in by hand. Folks, look, nations are fond of memorializing preventable disasters with slogans like, never again. And sometimes they do things like buying back every gun they can find and voila, mass shootings all but disappear. Not here, but you get the point. After 2 million lives lost to COVID in the U.S., and with millions scheduled to lose their Medicaid insurance when the public health emergency technically ends, probably soon, you'd think warp speed for health data architecture would be a whole-of-country, never-again approach. But we're simply not doing it. I mean, not simply. The problems run deeper than recent political bullshit or funding. We are a federal republic, straight hyped up on individual ruggedness, with a crumbling, still extortionate hospital system and historically underfunded state and local agencies, among others. So yeah, electronic health records have improved, but again, the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society estimates state and local agencies need nearly $37 billion over the next decade to modernize and become interoperable. Let's just do that, shall we? In the meantime, here's what we can do. Talk to your city council about biobot wastewater monitoring and get ahead of the next curve. In food and water news, there's a lot of things that are going to look different in 2050. For example, power plants, cars, aviation, cancer treatments, pornography, probably, genetic disease, antibiotics, farming. But how different? Well, more countries like Pakistan will feature regular flooding and or like East Africa, North India, Mexico, or the U.S. Corn Belt, drought. AI might, one, kill us, or two, help identify drought-tolerant plants. Three, billions invested in regenerative agriculture may reduce emissions, sequester some others, and improve local water and soil. Love a multi-solve. At some point, we're going to have to figure out how to rein in China's overfishing all over the place. For energy-intensive but land-use-friendly hydroponic crops may be certified organic, finally. And lastly, healthy food labels may become more prominent, like on the front of the package, and standardized. And again, caveat, 6 in 10 U.S. adults have chronic diseases in part from poor diet. And lastly, I'm hoping the tribal stewardship of lands will return. So, a lot of self-made problems, but also so many opportunities to multi-solve and improve lives and ecosystems everywhere. What's your focus going to be? Here's what we can do to get started. Get educated. We've talked a lot about the West's desertification. So check out our friends at Vox's excellent explainer video on how the remaining water is actually distributed. It's not what you think. In health and bio news, I am the grandson of four beloved grandparents who each suffered from dementia. And dementia and Alzheimer's cases are growing across the world. It's crazy. So when research uncovers, for say, a decades-long falsification of data, I'm covering it. And when a potential new therapy heralds good news, I'm in. This week, millions held their breath for the results of the biggest ever Alzheimer's study, Clarity Ad or AD, who knows? The question, would Biogen and iSize love child wonger drug Lecanemab make any difference at all in the real world? Because, I mean, any difference at all is arguably better than anything we've ever produced.
So, on the other hand, failure would throw more fuel on the aforementioned fire that we were misled into 25 years and tens of billions of dollars into research into amyloid. From Stat News, Lacane Mab showed, slowed, the rate of cognitive decline by 27% in a clinical trial, the company said Tuesday, strengthening the drug's case for approval as early as January. Lacane Mab was administered as an intravenous infusion given twice per month, think of it like chemo, Approximately 25% of the 1,800 early-stage Alzheimer's participants in the Clarity Ad study were Hispanic and African Americans, making it one of the more diverse populations ever enrolled in an Alzheimer's clinical trial. Huzzah! Look, 27% isn't nothing, but it isn't a paradigm shift either. But it is something, especially if it moves the needle in the clinic at all. And that's debatable. It's only 27%. It'll probably vary among patients and doctors, but there's more results to come. And that's honestly going to be essential considering the trials, FDA approval, and eventual Medicare banishment of Biogen's last drug, Aduhelm, which was a total shit show. Science is a process. It's often a messy one, intentionally a messy one, but I will take hope and progress wherever I can get it. Here's what we can do. Look, fancy drugs aside, it's clear that the most important things people can do for their brains and hearts to age better are to maintain high physical and mental activity throughout, reduce exposure to air pollution and alcohol, and keep good friends. I'm not kidding. I'm a huge fan of the Blue Zones lifestyle and cookbook. Check them out. In beep boop news or computer news or AI or whatever you want. Look, your toddler looks adorable molding those freakish animals out of kinetic sand. But one, do not bring that shit home. And two, the picture the daycare posted in the app, <laughs> assuming you can get into or afford daycare, uh, the picture is probably less secure than you would prefer. Look, there's so much data being produced and collected. Much of it is unintentional, much of it's unnecessary, and nearly all of it is available to data brokers and hackers. So those text-based codes you get sent now that you finally turned on two-factor authentication or 2FA, they're super hackable. Blanket internet usage to the tune of 100 billion new records a day, purchased by multiple branches of the U.S. military. School grades, course schedules, disability status, your kids' texts, up for ransom. Your mouse clicks, working from home in your Viore sweats, they're tracked by your boss. And again, it's all hackable. Major tech companies have become pushing for what's called a zero-trust ethos, not unlike original sin. What it means, from the Wall Street Journal, it means that no part of a company's IT systems should assume that any other part, human or software, is who or what it claims to be. All systems are assumed to be compromised by hackers already. Yeah, look, we need electronics. I love them. We need data. I love that too. We need to be able to connect with one another to build smarter grids and health records. But building these with purpose means first laying a more ethical, inclusive, and intentional foundation with things like FIDO as the bricks and least access skepticism as a mortar. So questions to ask. Should we collect this information? Do we need it? How will we use it? Will we profit from it? Who will be or could be adversely affected from collecting, using, and storing this data? How do we build end-to-end -end encryption so users' data is safe from hackers, from flagrant civil rights violations, and ourselves? As a consumer of these apps, we have to ask many of these same questions, especially when kids are involved, especially when body autonomy is on the line. Do better better with people's data. We are in this together. Literally, that's how they track us. Here's what we can do. Wired Magazine has two good pieces for you to read this week. One is how to buy ethical and eco-friendly electronics. 
and two is how to advocate for tech privacy. Here's 10 things from my notebook. Women said the COVID vaccine made their periods weird. Nobody listened. Women were, and I know this will surprise you, correct. The Biden-Harris administration doubled money for EV school buses to $1 billion, and Congress passed a historic climate treaty that no one's talking about. The Fed will climate test six of the U.S.'s largest banks shortly after Moody's $1.9 trillion warning over biodiversity loss. DoorDash is delivering for food banks now. Can brown noise turn off your brain? I mean, I fucking hope so. The fastest-growing cities face some of the biggest climate risks, which means at least we only have to memorize one list. Apparently, we can use CRISPR inside bodies after all. And when's the right time to get a flu shot? Why is it so controversial? Megan the Stallion launched a mental health support portal called Bad Bitches Have Bad Days 2, which is fantastic. And you should probably watch that interesting new Chevron commercial. That's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.